Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. We are on episode 54, I believe. Either 54 or 55. One of the two. We should know this by now, but we don't. Well, anyway, folks, we did lose another series again, but we avoided the sweep. And we avoided breaking a record uh, that was basically a record that we really don't need to belong to today. So we eventually got a win for a starter because we did not get a win for a starter this whole month. Yeah, today was the day we broke that. Yeah, that's something. That's how much bad of a month this has been when you starting pitchers have not gotten win. Okay, we're on 54. I was right. All right, 54. All right, episode 54, the Brewers series recap. So, yeah. So this might be the last one for any of these guys like J.D., maybe Christian Vasquez, maybe Nathan Evaldi, maybe Xander. But I did hear Xander looks like he might be staying at least for two more month, months at least. Offseason, we'll find out whether he stays or not. Hopefully, he stays. Yeah. So, uh, we lost another series again to the Milwaukee Brewers at home on the last get series of the homestand before we head for a seven-game road trip that will take us to Houston and Kansas City. All right. Yeah. What is it? Kansas City one might be easy, maybe. We thought the Cubs one would be easy, but look at what happened there. Can't believe we still lost a series to the fucking Cubs. <laughs> I mean, nothing against the Cubs, but at the same time, they're not having a good season either. So, and that looks bad losing a series against them. It really does. It, it just looks bad. All right, game one on Friday. Um, not a lot of offense going on. I mean, Davis had was pretty good as an opener. Which, by the way, we did find out that he was uh slotted as an opener right hours before game time. So he would be the starter, and then uh, Bayo would come in relief. Bayo was doing good, and then he kind of started falling off. Uh, Once again, he gets an L, and the Red Sox just couldn't get anything going offensively whatsoever, and then they lost 4-1. to They are now 50-51 and at this point. Not great. Yeah. All right. All right, so Red Sox box scores. Leading off and playing center field was Jaron Durant. He goes one for four, zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. And then Kemp Wecky, he comes, he substitutes and plays catcher, but he's not going to bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his line score. All right, and then uh, Christian Vasquez, he or bats second and plays catcher. He goes two for four, so pretty good night for him. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out once. All right, and then a uh, pinch running for him and playing for base was RG or Downs, but he is not going to bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his line score. All right. Leading off and playing uh, left field is uh, Alex Verdugo and batting third. He goes two for four, so pretty good night from him also. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he does, and he does not strike out any times or strikes out zero times. All right. Batting fourth and playing shortstop is Xander Bogarts, 0 for 4, no runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he punches out two of those uh, four bats. All right, batting fifth and playing DH, J.D. Martinez, 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once of those four bats. 
batting six and playing first base is Franchi Cordero and also playing right field too. He goes one for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, pinch hitting for him and playing right feet or a uh, pinch hitting for him and it was a uh, Rob Ruff Snyder over one, and that one at bat was a strikeout. Batting seventh and playing third base and first base, Bobby Dawback, one for three, no runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out once. All right, and then batting eighth and playing right field and center field, Jackie Bradley Jr., 0 for 3, no runs, no RBIs, zero walks, and he punches out two of those three at-bats. All right, then pinch hitting for him was uh, Jalen Davis. Uh, he goes uh, 0 for 1, and that one at-bat was a strikeout. All right, and then batting four, or batting ninth and playing second base is uh, Yolmer Sanchez, 0 for 4, no runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out three times. Or three of those four bats. All right. Yeah, so as I said, nothing really else going on. Just a couple of doubles. One from uh, Vasquez, uh, one from Verdugo, and then one from uh, Cordero. And then one RBI from uh, Verdugo. And that's about it offensively for the Red Sox in this one. All right, Boston pitching. Here we go. So, again, the start in this one was Austin Davis. He goes uh, pitches 2.1 innings, gives up a hit, but does not surrender a run, and definitely no earn runs. Walks nobody, strikes out four, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.25 year in. All right, substituting for him and pitching 4.1 innings and getting the loss again. So he's 0-3 is Brian Bayo. He uh, gives up four hits. He surrenders two runs, and yes, all two of them are earned. Uh, walks three people, strikes out four, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with an 8.82 ERA. All right. Ryan Brazier, he comes in and pitches 1.1 innings. He does give up a hit, but he does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out four, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.30 ERA. All right, here Kazu Salmore, he comes in and pitches a one inning, gives up two hits. He does surrender two runs, and all two of them are earned. Walks two people, strikes or walks two people, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs. And leaves the game with 3.35 ERA. Crap. That's about, yeah, so. All right, Brewers. All right, Brewers box scores. Here we go. So uh, leading off and playing left field, Christian Yelich, two for four. So pretty good night from him. One run, one RBI, one walk, and he does strike out twice. Batting second and playing uh, shortstop is Willie Adamas, three for five, so a pretty good night from him. Uh, no runs, though, one RBI, zero walks, and he does strike out once. All right, batting third and playing DH, Andrew McCutcheon. He goes 0 for five, no runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he does punch out two of those five at-bats. All right, and then uh, batting fourth and playing right field, former Red Sox, Hunter Renfro, 0 for four. No runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out twice. A little four bats. All right. And then batting fifth and playing first base, Red Sox killer, Rowdy Telez. Oh, for free, no runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out three, all three of those at bats. Yeah. All right. And then batting sixth and playing third base, Luis Arias. He goes 0 for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks. And he does punch out two of those four bats. Batting seventh and playing catcher is Victor Caratini. 
He goes uh, one for two, one run, zero RBIs, two walks, any strikes out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting eighth and playing second base is uh, Colton Wong. He goes uh, one for two or one for three, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out zero times. And then batting ninth and playing center field, Tyron Taylor. He goes uh, one for two, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Basically, yeah, basically just not a lot going on in this game for them. Also, just a couple doubles by uh, Christian Yelich. And then uh, Colton Wong had a double two. And then a triple by Tylon Taylor, too, late in the game. And then RBIs from Adonis. Three from Taylor. Two from oh, – wait, hold on. All right, one from Adamas, uh, one from McCutcheon, one from Taylor, one from Yelich, and that's about it. All right, Milwaukee pitching, here we go. So getting the start in this one and pitching 1.6 innings and getting the win. So he's now 9-3 is Brandon Woodruff. He gives up four hits. He does surrender one run, and that one run was earned. Walks two people, strikes out nine, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.55 ERA. Brad Boxberger, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. He gives up no hits, and he surrenders zero runs, and obviously none of them are earned. Uh, walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.79 ERA. Devin Williams, he comes in and pitches an inning. He gives up two hits, He does, sur- but he does not surrender any runs, and none of them were earned, obviously. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.63 ERA. Josh Hader, he comes in and pitches a one inning and gets to save his 29th of the year. He does give up a hit, but does not surrender a run, and obviously no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out three, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.24 ERA. All right, here we go. Short summary. All right, so basically not a lot going on until the sixth inning. This is where everything just goes to crap. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, he basically grounds out on a sack ground out that basically scores uh, Christian Yelich to make it a one nothing Milwaukee lead, but then that lead would not last for long as Alex Verdugo in the top, bottom of the sixth inning doubles in the center field to score Christian Vasquez tied up 1-1. So pretty good, awesome, but it wouldn't last long either because in the seventh inning, uh, Christian Yelich he singles in a line drive in the le- in the left field to score Tylon Taylor to make it a two to one Milwaukee lead. Then the ninth inning, the Brewers just basically just put the nail in the coffin as a sack fly by Tylon Taylor scores uh Victor Victor Caratini to make it a three to one Brewers lead, and then. Four to one as William Thomas he singles in the left field to score Colton Wong, who basically scores on basically a throwing error by uh, Alex Verdugo to make it a four to one Milwaukee lead. That's where your final scores stand. Yeah. So I mean the one changer of that game because we had a chance to win that game, like because they weren't scoring either. Basically in the bottom of the sixth, we had a chance to maybe win that game. And maybe in the A2, we just had some really bad, like, missed opportunities in this game. Like, they weren't scoring as much either, and we had a chance to score a lot and basically take that game. Maybe even won the series in this one. But I really feel like a lot of just throwing errors, too, just missed opportunities, leading guys on. That kind of kind of 
screwed us over too. That kind of did not help us out a lot either. I think the one kind of like game changer was basically the t- triple that uh, Tyron Taylor hit in the seventh inning to basically like, yeah, which basically was scored by uh, Christian Yelich afterwards after he hit the triple, but that was about it. That I feel like, yeah, just a lot of throwing errors too. It just a lot of mistakes. Just not a lot to talk about this game, just the fact that there was just not a lot of scoring or a lot of just missed opportunities, just chances that we could have took, and we just decided not to take them. And just really was a shame because I really was hoping this would be the night that Bayo would kind of basically get his first win after coming in relief and like, okay, here we go, Bayo. He's starting to pitch really good. He's basically shutting down. And then at the top, top of six, he basically kind of just gives it up. Really stinks. Really does. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. All right. I think that's about it for that uh, game. All right. Can we do one more? I think we can do one more game before we go to break. All right. All right. So Saturday's game, same kind of thing, just not a lot going on offensively. But then, yeah, Brewers just basically turned it on late in the game. And Nick Pavet just didn't have his stuff. As the Red Sox once again fall short, nine to four. Yeah, so not great at all. They fall to a two-game losing streak and fall to fifty and fifty-two. Yeah, not great. All right. Okay. So uh, Red Sox box scores leading off and playing center field. Jaron Durant one for four, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out once. Batting second and playing first base and catcher, Christian Vasquez, two for four. So a pretty good day from him. One run, one RBI, one walk, and he does strike out, and he strikes out zero times. Batting third and playing shortstop, Xander Bogarts, one for three, no runs, one RBI, two walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Batting fourth and playing DH, JD Martinez, 0 for four, no runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting fifth and playing left field, Alex Verdugo, one for four, no runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero time. Or one time, yeah, he strikes out one time. Batting sixth and playing third base, Bobby Dahlbeck, 0 for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting... And then uh, batting set or uh, batting uh, seventh and playing uh, ke- or second base is Christian Royal three for four, so a pretty good day from him. Oh, we forgot about to talk about that too. He is now back. Welcome back, Christian Royal. So he's been called off from the IL, and then Jeter Downs has been sent down to uh, Worcester, so he's back down in Worcester now. Yeah, and also injury news too. Uh, looks like uh, Devers might be coming back pretty soon, maybe in the Houston series. But then Trevor Story it looks like he had a hairline fracture in his wrist, so. He might now be out longer than than was expected. Anyway, yeah. All right. So anyway, Arroyo. So he basically went three for four. So a pretty good night from him. One run, zero RBI, zero walks, but he does strike out once. Batting eighth and playing right field, Jalen Davis, two for four. So a pretty good day from him. One run, one RBI, zero walks, but he does strike out twice. All right. Batting ninth and playing catcher, Kevin Puecki, zero for three, no runs, no RBIs, no walks. And he strikes out one of those three at-bats. All right, and then uh, pinch hitting for him and playing first base for Archie Cordero, 0 for 1, and that one at-bat was a strikeout. All right, basically just a triple by Arroyo. That's about it. And then RBIs, um, 
one from uh one from uh Bogarts, one from uh Davis, one from uh Martinez, and then uh one from uh Vasquez. That's about it. All right. All right, Boston pitching, here we go. So Lee or uh, getting the start in this one and pitching uh five innings, but getting the loss. So he's now eight and eight for the year. He is Nick Pavetta, gives up nine hits, surrenders four runs. Uh, all four of them are earned, obviously, and unfortunately. Walks two people, strikes out four, gives up two home runs, and leads the game with a 4.47 ERA. Caleb Orr, he comes in and pitches uh, two innings, gives up two hits, does surrender a run, and obviously that one run was earned. Uh, walks a person, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leads the game with a 10.61 ERA. Jake Diekman, he comes in and pitches 0.1 innings. He does not give up a hit, but he does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. He does walk a person, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leads the game with a 4.23 ERA. Ryan Brazier, he comes in and pitches an inning. He gives up two hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was and those two runs were earned. I should say, yeah, two runs. Uh, walks a person, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leads the game. The 5.63 ERA. Right. Here, Kazu Salmora, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. He does give up a hit and he does surrender a run. And yes, that one run was earned. Uh, walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up a home run, and leads the game with a 3.51 ERA. All right, Brewers box scores. Here we go. All right, leading off and playing DH, Christian Yelich, two for five, so a pretty good day from him. One run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out twice. All right, batting second and playing a shortstop, Willie Adamas, 0 for 4. No runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out three of those four bats. All right, batting third and playing first base, once again, the Red Sox killer, Rowdy Telez, three for four, so he was killing us today in this one. Uh, he does score a run, um, no R- or one RBI, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. So we could not get him out. Obviously, well, at least one of the bats we did get him out, but still. All right. And then uh, batting fourth and playing left field, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, two for four. So a pretty good day from him. One run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. Batting fifth and playing uh, second base, Colton Wong. He goes uh, two for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then uh, batting six and playing right field, the former Red Sox, Hunter Renfro, one for five. So one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right, so pretty good day from him also. All right. Batting seventh and playing third base, Luis Arias, one for four, or one for five, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting eighth and playing catcher, Nomar, Nomar, or Omar Navaez, he goes uh, two for free, so pretty good day from him. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. And then pinch hitting for him and playing catcher, Victor Caratini, 0 for 1, one run. He does score a run, though, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting ninth and playing uh, center field, Tyron Taylor, he goes uh, one for free. Uh, one run, one RBI, two walks, and he strikes out once. So pretty good day from him. Pretty good day for all of them, I'd say. All right, and then uh, doubles, one from uh, Yelich, two from McCutcheon, one from Telez, and then uh, one from Wong, and then one from Arias. 
or Arias, Arias, yeah, I should say that. Luis Arias. All right. Home runs, um, one from Navarez, uh, his fourth of the year in the second inning off of Nick Pavetta with zero on and one out. And then uh, Hunter Renfro strikes at his former team as he hits his 18th home run of the year in the fifth inning off of former teammate Nick Pavetta with one on and two out. And then Tyron Taylor, his 11th of the year in the ninth inning off of Hirokazu Samamura with zero on and two out. Then RBIs, uh, one from... Uh, Adamas, one from Navarez, two from uh, Renfro, one from Taylor, one from Telez, one from Reyes, and then uh, one from Wong. And then stolen bases, uh, one from Wong, uh, one from uh, Yelich, and then uh, one from McCutcheon. And that's, yeah. All right. Milwaukee pitching, here we go. So uh, getting the start in this one and uh, pitching five innings and getting the win. So he's now 7-3 is Eric Lauer. He gives up four hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Obviously, walks in three or walks three people, strikes out four, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a three point seventy five ERA. All right, and then this dude. All right, come on. And then uh, Trevor Gott, he comes in and pitches an inning. He does give up a hit, uh, but he does not surrender a run, and obviously only earn runs. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.59 ERA. All right. And then Hobby or Hobby uh, Milner, he comes in and pitches an inning, or pitches 0.1 innings. He does give up three hits. He does surrender a run, or th- surrender three runs. And yes, all three of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.58 ERA. Brad Boxberger, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. He does give up a hit, but he does not surrender a run and obviously he'll earn runs. Uh, walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.75 year end. Devin Williams, he comes in and pitches an inning. He does give up a hit, but he does not surrender a run and obviously he'll earn runs. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.59 year end. And then this dude. All right. Jandal uh, Gustav, he comes in and uh, pitches one inning. He gives up no hits. He does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs. Walks a person, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.95 ERA. All right. Scoring, here we go. So, basically, right off the get-go, the Brewers get on the board first as Rowdy Telez. He singles into uh, off the third base or off of uh, Bobby Dahlbeck on third base to score Christian Yelich. one nothing Brewers lead. And then, in the top of the second inning, they score again as uh, Navarez, he hits a uh, solo home run in the right center field to score uh, just himself to make it a 2 nothing Brewers lead. But then the Red Sox get on the board as Jalen Davis. He singles in left field to score Christian Arroyo to make it a 2-1 Milwaukee lead, but by one run. Top of the fifth, though, uh, Hunter Renfro basically uh, puts basically like puts a hurt on us as basically he hits a two-run home run in, over the monster to score himself and McCutcheon. 4-1 Milwaukee leads. Then 5-1 as Cole Wong, he hits a sack or sack fly into a center field to score. Telez, 5-1. to one. Milwaukee leads in the top of the seventh inning. But then the bottom of the seventh inning, 
Uh, Red Sox get on the board as Christian Vasquez. He singles in the left field to score. Jalen Davis, four, five to two. Red Sox still trail, but by three. Then five to three as a uh, Xander Bogarts. He singles in the right field to score. Jaron Durant. Sack fly by uh, J.D. Martinez in the right field to score. Uh, Christian Vasquez makes it a 5-4 to four game, so a one-run game. But then bad things start happening in the eighth inning. And then uh, Willie Adamas, he hits sack fly in the center field to score. Uh, Jared, or uh, the score, Victor Caratini to make it 6-4 to four Milwaukee leads. Uh, bomb, or, uh, top of the ninth, Arias, he doubles in the left field to score Wong to make it 7-4 Milwaukee. Then 8-4, Milwaukee on a wild pitch by Sal Moore to score Arias. Then 9-4 as uh, uh, Tyron Taylor, he hits a home run in the center field to make it 9-4, yeah. So that's about it. That's your final score. That was a bummer. The relief pitching really needs to figure it out. I mean, seriously, Jake Diekman was just, he gave up literally no hits, but basically surrendered a run. And he was walking people, too, like really badly walking them, too. So that was just really bad. <sighs> so, I don't know. I really – but I did see that uh, – I did see a video of him basically throwing a water cooler in the dugout and basically out of frustration. So, it seems like he really does care. It's just it's just nothing's really going good for him right now. A lot of other people, too. This just could be their year. It just could be their year that just things aren't going clicking for them. So they really need to figure this out because I really am getting sick and tired of seeing Deakman, Salamora, and every other of our relievers come in and basically fuck things up. All right. Schreiber, I'm okay with. Whitlock, yes. I trust with the ball kind of deal. And then there are other people, too, like maybe Haup, too, but he's kind of a little uh, iffy, iffy, but, yeah. So, now it's only next to Sunday's game, and in this one, we are trying to avoid making history in this one, and we will talk about that once we come back from break. So, don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back. All right, so, shit. Excuse me. All right. So basically, so today was a pretty good day, although we did lose a iconic Boston sports legend, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So anyway, so um, yeah, the Red Sox got a win. I mean, they uh, they did start out really slow to begin with in the top of the second inning, but then the fifth and sixth, they kind of started turning on offensively. They started hitting doubles, and they avoided a record that does not need be broke or basically added on to a list of um, teams that really don't need to be added on. And that record is not none of our starting pitchers got a win in the month of July. And now if we would have that would have happened today, that would have put us with the two, 2020 Pirates and 1996 Tigers. So good thing that did not happen today. When Kowski, so he did his job, he came up big even though he did kind of have a little bit of a hiccup inning to begin with in the second inning, but he did really good, um, and he got the win, so pretty good, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Red Sox end up winning this game 7-2. They break a two-game losing streak, and possibly also could be the last time that we see guys like maybe J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, and maybe Nathan Evaldi because 
We don't know what's going to happen in the next two days or so with the trade deadline. Before the trade deadline on 5 o'clock or 6 p.m. Tuesday night. So we'll find out about that too. All right. But right now, let's relish in the victory. All right. So here we go. So Red Sox by scores leading off and playing right field. Jalen Davis, one for four, uh, zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and he does strike out twice. Batting uh, set or a batting second, playing shortstop, Xander Bogarts, two for five. So a pretty good day from him. One run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out twice. All right, and then batting uh, third and playing DH was J.D. Martinez, two for four, uh, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. So he breaks an 0 for, for the first time in a while. So, he, yeah, pretty good for that. Like basically the last time we'll see J.D. maybe in a Red Sox uniform at Fenway. We don't know yet. All right. Batting fourth and playing uh, catcher maybe for the last time at Fenway, Christian Vasquez, one for four. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting fifth and playing on left field, Alex Verdugo, one for four. No runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right, batting sixth and playing on first base, Bobby Dahlbeck, 0 for four. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does strike out one of those four bats. All right, and then uh, batting seventh and playing third base, Christian Arroyo, two for two, so a pretty good day from him. One run, zero RBIs, two walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting second or batting eighth and playing second base, Yolmer Sanchez, 0 for 4. Does score a run, though. Zero RBIs, one walk or no walks, and he does strike out one of those four bats. All right, and then uh, batting ninth and playing center field, Jackie Bradley Jr., 2 for 4. Two runs, zero RBI or one RBI, zero walks, and he does strike out one. So a pretty good day from him. All right. Here we go. So basically, uh, basically just a couple doubles, one from uh, – well, actually two from J.D. Martinez, uh, one from uh, Bogarts, one from Vasquez, one from Verdugo, uh, one from Arroyo, one, or uh, two from Jackie Bradley Jr., but that's about it. But then RBIs also by uh, Bogarts, two from Bogarts, and then uh, one from JBJ, one from Jalen Davis, uh, one from J.D., one from uh, Verdugo, and then one from Vasquez. All right. Okay. All right. And there was a pickoff move, too, in the, sec- uh, the begin- or around the beginning of the game, too, so that kind of helped us out. All right. Joshua and Cap- or so Boston pitching. Joshua Winkowski got the-, got the start and pitched five innings and got the win, so we broke. So we finally got a win in the month of July for a starting pitcher, so pretty good. That was the record I was talking about. Or the record or the group that I really did not want to join, but whatever. All right. So he is now five and four and five for the year. He does give up seven hits. He does surrender two runs, but and all two of them earn. He does walk a person. He does he does strike out one person, gives up zero, or one home run, and leaves the game with a five point oh ERA. Yeah, right. All right. Garrett Whitlock, he comes in and pitches two innings. He gives up two hits, uh, surrenders zero runs. All zero of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up three or zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.07 ERA. All right. Austin Davis, he comes in and pitches an inning, gives up two hits. He does not surrender a run and obviously no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.17 or 15 ERA. All right. Then uh, John Schreiber, he comes in and pitches an inning. 
No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.62 ERA. All right, Brewers. All right, so leading off and playing left field is uh, Christian Yelich, two for five, so a pretty good day for him. No runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting second and playing shortstop, Willie Adamas, one for four. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting third and playing uh, first base is Rowdy Telez, 0 for 2. No runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then pinching it for him and playing third base is uh, Mike Brusso. Uh, he goes 0 for 1, 0 for 1, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting fourth and playing DH is uh, Andrew McCutcheon, 1 for 4. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting uh, set or uh, uh, hold on, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, batting fifth and playing second base is Colton Wong, one for three, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, bat and then pinching it for him and playing first base is I believe Louis or Pedro, yeah, Pedro Severino. He goes over one, and that one at bat was a strikeout. Batting six and playing right field, Hunter Renfro, former Red Sox. He goes four for four, so pretty good day from old uh, Hunter Renfro. One run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting seventh and playing third base and second base is Luis Araya or Luis or Luis Arias. He goes two for three, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting eighth and playing catcher Nomar Navarez. He goes zero for three. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. And then pinch hitting for him and uh, or pinch hitting for him was uh, Victor Caratini. He goes 0 for 1, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting or batting ninth and playing center field is Tyron Taylor. He goes 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right. Okay, here we go. So basically, not a lot or a couple of offensive things. A uh, couple of doubles, one from uh, Wong and then one from uh, uh, Adamas, and then a home run by Hunter Renfro in the nineteenth or in the his nineteenth of the year in the second inning off of Winkowski with one on and one out, and then uh, RBIs two from Renfro, and then a caught stealing by Adamas. Basically, yeah. So the big pickoff move I was talking about. So he got got caught stealing. All right. Okay, Milwaukee pitching, here we go. So, uh, getting the start in this one and uh, pitching uh, 4.2 innings, but getting the loss, so he's now 9-2 and two, or 2-9 two and nine is uh, Aaron Ashby. He gives up five hits, surrenders five runs. None of them were earned. Walks three people, strikes out six, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.13 ERA. All right, Hobie Milner, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings, gives up three hits, Surrenders two runs, and all two of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.00 ERA. Jandel Gustav, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. He gives up one hit, surrenders no runs, and definitely none of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.86 ERA. Right. Brent Suter, he comes in and pitches a one inning. He gives up zero hits. He surrenders zero runs, and none of them were earned, obviously. 
walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.02 ERA. All right. And this dude, Peter Sterlitsky, Sterlitsky, he comes in and pitches one inning. He gives up two hits. He surrenders no runs, though, and none of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.27 ERA. Scoring summary. Here we go. All right. So to begin with, um, in the top of the second inning, the Brewers get on the board first as Hunter Renfro once again does damage to his uh, former team as he hits a home run in the left field to score himself and Colton Wong, make it a 2 nothing, uh, uh Milwaukee lead. But then, not so fast, the Red Sox do get basically tied us up in the bottom of the fifth inning as Bogarts doubles in the left field to score Sanchez and Jackie Bradley Jr. Then three to two Red Sox as J.D. Martinez. He doubles in the right field to score Xander Bogarts. Four to two as uh, J- Christian Vasquez. He doubles also in the right field to score J.D. Martinez. Then five to two as uh, Z- or, uh, Alex Verdugo. He doubles in the left field to score Christian uh, Vasquez. Then bottom of the six. Jackie Bradley Jr. He hits a ground rule double that basically clears the base or basically clears the bases. That well, basically there was one person on that scores Christian Arroyo to make it six to two Red Sox lead. And then seven to two as Jalen Davis he singles in the center field to score Jackie Bradley Jr. That's where your final score would stand, folks. That's how it all ends. All right. So a really good win, yeah. Especially if this is going to be the last time we see guys like. J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, and maybe uh, Nathan Nathan Evaldi, and maybe guys like maybe like Bobby Dahlback. They're freaking of trading him too. Yeah, this could be the last time we see. This could be a different roster we're looking the next time we come back to Fenway, and that's kind of a little eerie too. That really is. Yeah, but yeah, really good. Hunter Renfro was kind of last two games was basically kind of hidden against us, man. That's the one trade I feel like now. I mean, when we traded him, I thought, okay. I thought, okay, yeah. So we brought back JBJ. Um, he, yes, he's not good offensively, but defensively, I would rather have his glove than Hunter Renfro's glove. Yeah. And that, and the same thing with Hunter Renfro. I would rather have Hunter Renfro's bat than JBJ's bat. Kind of like op, vice versa. But I thought, okay, so I was good with the trade because I thought, okay, we're bringing back the band back together, kind of deal. We're bringing back JBJ for one, kind of like one more go around, maybe one second chance, kind of deal. So maybe give him one. Yeah, so bring him back. So I thought, but then I found out, okay, they're probably going to go out and get another outfielder because you're not going to think that JBJ is going to be your starting right fielder or your replacement for or, uh, Hunter Renfro. That can't be. And then the offseason comes and gone. I thought, where's our second outfielder? I was kind of waiting for the tweet or basically the notification say, hey, we uh, signed Tommy Pham or we basically signed Michael Conferto before he went down with a season engine uh, surgery. So I thought we were going to sign either one of those two, maybe a Nicholas Casti or Nick Castellanos, maybe before he went to the Phillies. Nope, nope, nope. Maybe bring back a uh, Kyle Schwarber. Nope, 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 nope. We like JBJ. I like JBJ too, but at the same time, if you're thinking that's going to be your replacement for Hunter Renfro, think again. I thought he was just going to come off the bench 
so often or maybe pinch hit sometimes. I wouldn't think that he was going to be the starting right fielder or basically replacement for Hunter Renfro. I mean, this kind of showed him hitting home runs off of us. It kind of shows how we might have lost in that trade, Kanye. How High and Bloom basically effed up in that trade, Kanye. And I'm still a High and Bloom supporter, kind of like the or basically kind of part of a so-called Bloominati kind of deal, believer in that. But right now, he's kind of like, and this is one of the trades he kind of effed up on. Yeah. But I don't know. I really feel like. Maybe if he does make because he did like make moves, he did get Kyle Schwarber to come here, but then he kind of let him go too. Yeah, after this this past offseason. But he did trade for him and that kind of did wonders for us. It kind of boosted our offense going, but I don't know. We'll see in the stretch line if he does anything. At this point, it's kind of looking like we're gonna be sellers kind of at this point. Maybe we might do a little bit of buying, but after this past weekend, I feel like this team hasn't really been showing that they really want to be buyers kind of deal or try to get better. So maybe just sell and maybe plan for the future at this point. I don't know. We'll find out what's going to happen the next two days or so, whether we have a chance or not to go into the postseason or whether we're just going to become sellers and maybe just plan for 2023. I don't know. I never – how does one month change so much? Because last month in June, we were – I mean, we did start this year off slow. May was a little mediocre, a little bit better. And then June, I thought, okay, we might have a chance, at least at the wild card maybe. The top wild card, we might have a chance at that. We might have a chance of clinching that. And then June – or July, we just <sighs> fall off the cliff. What What's going on? That's the one the Cubs series really scratched my head. Because that's a series you should never have lost to begin with. You should never have lost a game. You should have swept these guys. The Cubs are not that good. I'm sorry to say that too. And I do kind of like the Cubs a little bit too as my adopted National League team, but they're not that good. They are not that good a club. At least this Cubs club is not that good. Because there's no reason you should have got or should have not swept them, or even lost a series to them. The fact that we even got lucky to even get one game out of that series at the Wrigley is just amazing. And it kind of shows, too, like, kind of, like, shows the Cubs fans around here. Hey, Tom, I heard your, Cub- I heard your Red Sox didn't beat our Cubs. <laughs> go, Cubs, go! Shut up. Seriously. How many World Series rings have you gotten in this I think you only won one. I mean, you've been lucky to even get one. I've seen my teams win four of these. Yeah. Yeah, those are the some of the best years of my life, kind of deal. Unreal. Seriously. I feel like Cubs fans are just in there. I don't know. <laughs> Where did we get off from from talking about the trade deadline to bashing Cubs fans? I don't know. All right, let's move on. All right. So let's go on to our um down or what's up on the farm segment seeing what's up on in the minor leagues see how we're doing all right all right come on load all right here we go all right so friday let's go to friday all right for all right all right, so Friday. All right. 
All right, so the Woo Sox, they took on the Buffalo Bisons again, but unfortunately lost 7-6. to six. All right, hold on. Okay, yeah, this is Tuesday. Or this is Friday. All right, all right, this is Friday. Yeah. All right. That's right, yeah, all right. All right. So they lost seven to six. They are now fifty and forty-seven at this point, despite despite home run from Casas. Welcome back, and then uh, Alam or Alamont he uh, gets a or Alamont he uh, gets a home run too. His twelve for the season. Um, Murphy gets the loss, so he's now two and one with a uh, four point sixty-one ERA. So kind of decent, not a little bit like average kind of deal ERA. So not great they got the loss. All right. All right, so the Salem Red Sox took on the Fredericksburg Nationals, and unfortunately they lost 9-6. to six. Uh, They are now 49-45 and 45 at this point, despite home runs from Garcia and Blinn. Um, and then Campbell gets the loss, so he's now 4-3 and three with a 5.30 ERA, so not great at all. All right. Then the Portland Sea Dogs, they took on the Hartford Yard Goats. And one seven to six, so pretty good, awesome. All right, they are now forty-seven and forty-seven at this point, thanks to home runs by uh, Rafelia, uh, Scott, and uh, Dalton. So pretty good, awesome. All right, and then uh, Matt Barnes, yes, Matty Backpacks gets the win, so pretty good, awesome. So his another rehab or another start to come off of a re, or come off of injury rehab. So he's now two and zero with three point zero ERA. All right, Matty Backpacks. And the save goes to uh, Martinez, his second of the year, so pretty good. All right. Greenville Drive, they took on the Bowling Green uh, Hot Rods and lost 10 to 2. They are now 35 and 57 at this point. Yeah, and uh, Ward gets the loss, so he's now 0 and 1 with a 5.12 or 5.14 ERA, so not great. Yeah. And then Saturday, all right, on Saturday. All right, Saturday night, not a great night for both the Red Sox and our farm system. Let's get into it. All right, so the Woo Sox took on the Buffalo Bisons, lost again, uh, 5-3. and They're now 50-48 and at this point. Bizarro gets the loss, so he's now 2-2 uh, two and two with a 2.95 ERA. All right. <clears throat> then the Salem Red Sox took on the Fredericksburg Nationals and lost Six to one, so not great. They're now 49 and 46 at this point. Dobbins gets the loss, so he's now 0 and 2 with a 3.02 ERA, so not great. All right. Then uh, the Portland Sea Dogs, they took on the Hartford Yard Goats and won on a walk off seven to five, so pretty good in 10 innings, so pretty good. Wait, well, actually, no, hold on. Never mind. I did say no, uh, lost. Sorry, lost. Lost seven to five on a walk off in ten innings, despite home runs by Cost uh, and Hudson Potts. They are now forty seven and forty eight at this point. Fernandez gets the loss, so he's now one and one with a five point forty ERA. Then the, the Greenville Drive they took on the Bowling Green Hot Rods and lost in seven innings or lost in seven innings seven to nothing. So not great. Olds gets the loss, so he's at one and seven with a six point fifty four ERA, so not good at all. All right. So, and then today, let's check. All right, and then uh, the Woo Sox took on the Buffalo Bisons and won four to one. They are now fifty one and forty eight at this point, thanks to home runs by Tristan Casas, uh, 
Grinnell and uh, Christian Stewart are pretty good. Awesome. Durbin Feldman gets the win. So he's now 2-5 and five with an 8.070 ERA. Still not good, but still we'll take today. And then Frank German gets the save. So he's now his fourth save of the year. It's pretty good. Um, Portland Sea Dogs took on the Hartford Yard Goats again. Lost 5-3. to three. They are now 47 to 49 at this point, despite home runs from uh, Nicholas Norcutt. Um, and then Brian Mata gets the loss, so he's now 2 and 1 with a 2.16 ERN. Yeah. All right. And then the Bowling Green Hollerod, or uh, the Greenville Drive, they took on the Bowling Green Hot Rods and won 7 to 6. So pretty good. Awesome. Um, they are now 36 and 58 at this point, thanks to home runs by uh, Hollett and uh, Decker. So pretty good. Uh, Della or De, or Della or Delavero gets the win, so he's now three and zero with a five point fifty one ERA, and uh, Webb gets the save, so he's out his second of the year. And then Salem Red Sox they uh, did not play on today because their game got postponed because of inclement weather. So yeah, they did not play today. So that's it. All right, and then next month or this. In August, we'll start a new month. All right, so here we go. So, all right, so the four on the so here we go. So next Tuesday on the second, which is basically the trade deadline, will end. Uh, the Portland Sea Dogs will take on the Erie uh, Sea Wolves. That game will be at uh six oh five Eastern time, and then five or five o'clock Central time for me. Uh, no starter has been announced yet. Then the Woo Sox will take on the Durham Bulls. At uh, that game will be at six forty-five Eastern Time, five forty-five East or Central Time for me. No starter has been announced yet. All right, then uh, the or Greenville Drive will take on the Rome Braves. That game will be at uh, seven or seven o'clock Eastern Time, six o'clock Central Time for me. No starter has been announced yet. Also, and then. Um, and then uh, Salem Red Sox will take on the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. That game will be at uh, 7.05 Eastern Time, 6.05 Central Time for me. No starter has been announced yet. All right. We'll go to break and then come back and start with the uh, MLB standings, postseason standings, Red Sox stat leaders. And because it's a new month, we are going to start with uh, Red Sox. Or uh, since it's a new month, we will start with a new uh, – or. Uh, Oh, yeah, MLB stat leaders, too. Yeah, I was about to say that. My mind just went there. I was trying to think of something else, too, at the same time. All right. Don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back to start with MLB uh, standings, postseason standings, um, Red Sox stat leaders, and MLB stat leaders, too. All right, so here we go, MLB standings. See what the MLB looks like. All right. So in the American League in the Eastern or in the East Division, still leading the pack and still way out in front is the New York Yankees with a 69 and 34 record. Behind them are the Toronto Blue Jays with a 57 and 45 record. Behind them are the Tampa Bay Rays with a 54 and 48 record. Behind them are the Baltimore Orioles with a 51 and 51 record. And in dead last place and 18 games back is your lovely Boston Red Sox with a 51 and 52 record. Still not out of it, though, but still not looking good. All right. Not looking good that we're in last place. All right. In the Central Division, leading the pack right now is the Minnesota Twins with a 54 or 53 and 48 record. 
Behind them by one game is the Cleveland Guardians with a 52 and 49 record. Behind them are the Chicago White Sox with a 51 and 50 record. Behind them are the Detroit Tigers with a 41 and 62 record. And in dead last place and 13 and a half games back is the Kansas City Royals with a 40 and a 62 record. All right. Okay, in the West Division, leading the pack right now is the Houston Astros with a 67 and a 36 record. Um, behind them are the Seattle Mariners with a 55 and a 48 record. Behind them are the Texas Rangers with a uh, 46 or 46 and 55 record. Behind them are the LA Angels with a 43 and 59 or a 59 record. And in dead last place, 28 and a half games back, and possibly the worst team in the American League is the Oakland A's with a 39 and 65 record. Right. In the National League in the East, leading the pack is the New York Mets with a 64 and 37 record. Behind them is the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves with a 62 and 41 record. Behind them are the Philadelphia Phillies with a 55 and 47 record. Behind them are the Miami Marlins with a 47 and 55 record. And in dead last place and possibly the worst team in baseball right now is the Washington Nationals with a 35 and 68 record. 30 gains back of the division. In the Central Division, leading the pack is the Milwaukee Brewers with a 57 and 45 record. Behind them are the St. Louis Cardinals with a 40, 40 or 54 and 48 record. Behind them are the Chicago Cubs with a 41 and 59 record. Behind them are the Cincinnati Reds with a 40 and 61 record. And in dead last place and 17 games back is the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 40 and 62 record. All right. All right. We also forgot, yeah, the Houston had Astros are the next Red Sox opponent. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. I forgot to mention that. Well, whatever. All right, move on. In the West Division, leading the pack is the L.A. Dodgers with a 68-33 and 33 record. Behind them are the San Diego Padres with a 57-46 and 46 record. Behind them are the San Francisco Giants with a 50-51 uh, and 40, 51 record. Well, now it's probably 51-51 and 51 now because we just got final score from that game with the Cubs. They just won 4 nothing. All right. And then uh, leading the pack is the Colorado – I'll leave the pack behind them as the Colorado Rockies with a 46 and 57 record. And in dead last place and 23 games back in the division is the Arizona Dimebacks with a 40, 50, or 45 and 56 record. All right. Here is what your postseason postseason participants would look like if the regular season were to end today. All right. In the American League, your best team in the American League and possibly best team in baseball right now is the New York Yankees with best team in the or best team in the American League East and best team in baseball right now is um, the New York Yankees with the 69. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. And then your West Division leader, the Houston Astros, your Central Division leader, the Minnesota Twins, and then your three wildcard teams, the Blue Jays, Mariners, and Tampa Bay Rays. But it's kind of a little bit tightened up in the, the wild card standing in the American League. So nothing's for certain yet. All right. In the National League, your best team in the National League right now and your West Division leader is the L.A. Dodgers. Your East Division winner is the New York Mets. Your Central Division leader is the Milwaukee Brewers. 
And your three wildcard teams in order is the Atlanta Braves, San Diego Padres, and Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies going to the postseason for the first time in a while. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I can see that. All right. They're starting to figure it out. Yeah, after they uh, got rid of uh, Girardi. Yes, they're starting to figure it out. All right. Oh, yes, stat leaders. All right. Red Sox stat leaders. And then we'll go into MLB stat leaders. All right. Leading the team in batting average is Rafael Devers with a 324 batting average. Leading the team in home runs, also Rafael Devers with 22. Leading the team in RBIs, Trevor Story with 58. Leading the team in stolen bases, Trevor Story also with 10. Leading the team in runs, Devers with 62. Leading the team in on-base percentage, Bogarts with 300 and 392. Leading the team in slugging percentage, Devers with a 602. Leading the team in OPS, Devers also with 981. Leading the team in hits is Bogarts with 115. Leading the team in uh, stolen bases is uh, Martinez with 32. Leading the team in uh, triples is uh, Jaron Duran with three. Lean the team in walks, Bogarts with four, or 41. Lean the team in strikeouts, Story with 105. Lean the team in caught stealing, Jackie Bradley Jr. with three. Uh, lean the team in games played, Bogarts with 99. And then lean the team in at-bats is Verdugo with 375. All right. Pitching, here we go. All right. Lean the team in ERA, it's Pavetta with a 447. I think this is starters. I'm not sure. All right, lean the team in uh, wins is Pavetta with eight. Lean the team in strikeouts is Pavetta with 114. Lean the team in uh, st- or, uh, saves, it's uh, the Collinsville, Illinois native Tanner Houck with six. Lean the team in uh, whip, it's Pavetta with a, or a 1.32. Lean the team in batting average against Pavetta with a 249. Innings pitch, Pavetta also with 100, 118.2. Complete games. It is tied between Ivaldi, Pavetta, and Waka with one. And then games played, it's Diekman with 42 or 44. Games started, it's Pavetta with 21. Losses is Pavetta with eight. Save opportunities, Robles with eight. Uh, earn runs given up, it's uh, Pavetta with 59. Runs given up, it's Pavetta with nine. Hits given up, Pavetta with uh, 113. Home runs given up, Avaldi with 18, and then walks given up. It's Pavetta with 44. All right. Fielding, here we go. All right. Lean the team in uh, games played. It's uh, Bogarts with 96. Lean the team in games started. It's Bogarts with 96. Endings played. It's Verdugo with 833.1. Total chances of Vasquez with 649. Pat or put outs, Vasquez with 610. Error or assist, it's Bogarts with uh, 252. Errors get or uh, errors, it's a uh, Devers with 12. Double plays, it's a uh, Bogarts with 59 or 56. Stolen bases, Vasquez with 37. Caught stealing against, it's a uh, Vasquez with 16. Uh, stolen base against, it's a uh, Vasquez with 696 or 98. Pass balls, Vasquez with three. Wild pitches, Vasquez with 20. And then fielding percentage is a two-way tie between Jackie Bradley Jr. and Nick, Nick Pavetta with 1,000. All right. And then range factor, it's a 
Vasquez with 8.24. All right. And then the rest of the MLB. All right. Here we go. All right. Game. Or, wrong section. All right. All right. So leading the team or leading the league in bad average is our Luis Arias of the Minnesota Twins with 333 home runs. Um, it's uh, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees with 42. RBIs, it's uh, Aaron Judge with 91. Um, stolen bases, it's Joe Birdie of the Miami Marlins with 28. Or, or runs, it's Judge with uh, 87. On base percentage, it's uh, Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros with 417. Slugging percentage, it's Judge with 671. OPS, it's uh, Alvarez with a 1.0 or 1.087. Hits, it's uh, Freddie Freeman of the LA Dodgers with 128. Doubles, it is a two way tie between Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson of the Atlanta Braves with 35. All right. Then triples, it's uh, Edmund or Edmund Rosario of the Cleveland Guardians with six. Walks, it's Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals with 88. Strikeouts, it's uh, Eugene, or Eugenio Suarez of the Seattle Mariners with 140. Caught stealing, it's uh, Randy Rosarina of the Rays with 8. Games played, it is a two-way tie between Matt Olson of the Braves and then Dansby Swanson of the Braves also with 103. And then at-bats, it's Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays with 417. All right. ERA leader, it is... Uh, um, Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros with 1.81 ERA. Wins, it's uh, Verlander also with 14. Strikeouts, it's Garrett Cole with, uh, of the New York Yankees with 161. Huh? And you know how he's getting those strikeouts. Yeah, sticky stuff. Yeah, sticky stuff. Spider attack. Yeah, he's cheating again. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, and then uh, saves, it's uh, Josh Hader of the Milwaukee Brewers with 29. Whip, it is uh, Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays with 0.83. Uh, Bang average against, it's uh, Tony Goslin of the L.A. Dodgers with 178. Innings pitched, it's uh, Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins with 149.1. Complete games, it is a two-way tie between Alcantara and uh, Framer Valdez of the Houston Astros with two. All right, gains played. It is a uh, or gains played. It is let's see. It is a uh, John Beredia of the San Francisco Giants with forty nine. Game started. It is an eighteen way tie, but I have no time to go over all these guys, so we're just going to leave it at eighteen tied, and they all have twenty one losses. It is a uh, Patrick Corbin of the Washington Nationals with fourteen. Save opportunities. It is uh, Taylor Rogers of the P San Francisco Padres, San Diego Padres with uh, 35. Earned runs given up. It's Corbin with 78 or 76. Runs given up. It's also Corbin with 87. Hits given up. It's Corbin with 149. Uh, home runs given up. It's uh, Josiah Gray of the Washington Nationals with 24. And then walks given up. It's Dylan Cease of Chicago White Sox with 50. All right, fielding percentage. Here we go. So two-way tie between uh, Matt Olson and uh, Dansby Swanson with 103 games played. And then game started. Also Olson and Swanson with 103. 
innings played. It's Matt Olson with a or 923.1 total chances. Matt Olson also with the 857 putouts. Matt Olson also with 792 um, errors. It's a uh, Brendan uh, Rogers of the San, or uh, Colorado Rockies with 208 or 80. Errors, it's uh, Javier Baez of the Tigers with 15. Double plays, it's uh, C.J. Crone of the Rockies with 81. Stolen bases against, it's Jacob Stallings of the Miami Marlins with 43. Caught stealing against, it's a two-way tie between J.T. Mutual of the Phillies and uh, Urias, uh, or hold on, I just click on this dude. Uh, Gilbert Urias of the Washington National with 17. Um, stolen base percentage against is uh, Kyle Hidashioka of the New York Yankees with a uh, 571 pass balls. It's a uh, Martin Maldonado of the Houston Astros with eight uh, wild pitches. It's basically MJ uh, Melendez of the Kansas City Royals with 50 or 33. Um, still fielding percentage is a 52 way tie. I have no time to go over this, but everybody has a thousand in this uh, 52 way tie. And then range factor, it's a uh, Travis Darno of the Atlanta Braves with a nine point eighty. That is your stat leaders. All right. So anyway, so here we go. Let's go over fancy real quick, and then we'll go to break. All right. MLB play. All right. So here, here we go. So Friday, I had uh, Aaron Judge of the. But yeah, yeah, I had Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees and then Andrew Benatendi of the New York Yankees. And I'm trying to get to an eight-game win streak, and they both did it for me. Um, Aaron Judge went three for five, and then Benatendi went uh, one for three. And then on first, or then on Saturday, not so lucky. Um, and Rosario did get a hit for me of the Cleveland Guardians, but then Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers – um, did not, uh, Rosario went one for five and then Cabrera went over four. So my chance of breaking my all or breaking my, uh, season high record of eight or breaking or going to 10, it came to an end and we had to settle for eight straight. But then I started a new hit streak today with, uh, Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox and then Luis Arias of the Minnesota Twins. Um, Abreu went two for four, and then uh, Arias went uh, oh, or a uh, one for four. And then tomorrow, I have Arias again on the Minnesota Twins, and then Marcus Simeon of the Texas Rangers. All right, let's beat the streak. And then, quick pick. All right, so it's Friday, I went one for seven on picks. Uh, Saturday or yesterday, I went two for seven on picks, and then today, tonight, I'm still waiting on the results on that. We probably won't find out until tomorrow. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. All right, so we will get ready for tomorrow, and then Diamond Derby. All right, here we go. All right, so Friday, I w- scored one run on five hits. Friday or Saturday, I scored two runs on eight hits or eight bases. And then uh, tonight, I or today, I scored two runs on 11 bases. So pretty good. So awesome. So basically, yeah, I'm not really good at math. I have no time to count. So, all right, so yeah, I'm just going to say we got a lot, like almost like over 20 or so bases. And like basically, well, I can count the runs, like basically five runs. What's still? All right. And then 
MLB Pickle. Here we go. So Friday I picked up, uh, or Friday I uh, basically went uh, five and or got pick wrong or got a guess wrong, and I'm now five and four at this point. The guess what or the correct answer was uh, Michael Lorenzen of the LA Angels. So my win percentage at that point was fifty five point six. Um, Saturday I got picked right, and so I went six and four. So, and that pick was a uh, Zach Wheeler of the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, so I'm at 60% win per, or win percentage. And then today I got a pick wrong. So I'm now six and five with a 54.5 win percentage. And that pick was a uh, Jonathan scope of the Detroit Tigers. All right. All right. And then it will be base chase. All right. So Friday I had Jose or Jose Ramirez of the guardians Yordan Alvarez of the Astros, and then Jonah Bride of the Oakland or Oakland A's. Or Ramirez scored had uh, five bases, and then Yordan had six, and then Bride had zero. So I had eleven bases in total for that day, probably my season high. All right, and then yesterday I had Austin Riley of the Atlanta Braves, Pete Alonso of the New York Mets, and then uh, Nick Forts of the Miami Marlins. Riley got a base, Alonzo did not, and then Forts had one. And then today, oh, yeah, we do have the results on that. All right, today. I had Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, Patrick Wisdom of the Chicago Cubs, and uh, Kyle Schwarber of the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, and then how they do today. That's Monday. All right. All right. So uh, Soto had uh, no bases. So let's put that in. No bases. All right. And then Patrick Wisdom, one base. And then Kyle Schwarber had four bases. So I had five bases in total today. All right. So pretty good. Pretty good. Not season high, but pretty good. All right. So that's about it. So I had 21 total bases. So far this season. So that's it for MLB play. So let's go on to actual fantasy real quick. All right. Okay. So ESPN fantasy. Here we go. So, all right. So the Oakland Babars right now, they're currently beating their, or win their game against Team Archibald 103 to 100 or, or 303 to 172. So if this score holds up, they will win five straight in a row and improve their record to 12-3. and three. So pretty good, pretty good. Anyway, Oakland Babars. Yeah. All right, pay Rafi Devers. They're currently losing their game to DH is the money to or, uh, 285 to 185. And if they keep this up, if the score holds up, they'll have lost two straights and incre- or decrease their record to 10-5. and five. Yuck. All right, so, and then the uh, wearing of the green, they're currently winning their game against San Francisco, Rachel, 246 to 221, and if this holds up, they have won three straight in a row and increased their record to 11-4, and four, so pretty good. All right, the Yankees lose, so currently they are losing to Team Bulldogs, 286 or 86 to 277. And if this score holds up, their uh, four-game win streak would have come to an end, and they would be 
nine and six at this point. All right, Arthur reads the goat. So currently, right now, they're uh, losing their or uh, win their game against uh, Dinger Time, three hundred and seventy-seven to three hundred and forty-one. And if they uh, win this game, they'll be back in the win column and be nine and six at this point. Pretty good. <clears throat> Dancing on my own. They're currently losing the team Foss. 375 to 264. And if the score holds up, they would be have dropped their uh, two-game win streak and incre- decreased their record to nine, six and nine. <clears throat> so not great. All right. So that's ESPN Fantasy. Let's go to Yahoo. Yahoo. All right. Yahoo. So the Frio take. So currently. Right now, they so they are losing their game against I as an I uh, five to four, and if they uh, the score holds up, they will be nine five and one at this point. So nine wins, five losses, and one draw. Not great. All right, Gone Bridge. So currently, right now, they are uh, losing their game against Rebuilding again, six to three, and if the score holds up, they'll be eight. Six and one at this point. So eight wins, six losses, and one draw. Yeah, kind of a little mediocre. All right. Section 10. So currently, right now, they're losing to Nefarious Nito, seven to two. And if they lose this game, they'll be six, seven, and two. So six wins, seven losses, and one or two draws. All right. Starting nine. So currently, right now, they're losing their game to Pope's Passion, eight to two, and if the score holds up, they'll be four ten and one. So four wins, ten losses, and one draw. So not great. All right, looks like everybody's losing tonight. All right, or this week. All right, Royal Rooter. So currently, right now, oh, they're winning their game against a Futuristic, eight to two. So if the score holds up, they'll be six seven and two. Six wins, seven losses, and two draws. All right, and then call him Poppy. So currently, right now, they are losing their games against Kentucky Cubs, seven to three. And if the score holds out, they'll be nine and six at this point. All right, so that's it for fantasy. All right, how much time I got? All right, we'll go to break, and then we'll wrap it up with a. Uh, uh, your series look ahead to the Houston series, and then uh, basically final thoughts. All right, we are back to wrap up the show with some. Um, yeah, so basically a uh, series look ahead to the Houston Astros series. All right, here we go. Monday or tomorrow, that game. So basically new ga- So basically a new game starting or new month. So, yeah, so new month, new slate. Let's kind of start the new month off right. But we got to face the Houston Astros, so maybe that might not happen. All right. That game, that first game will be at 7-10 Central Time and then 8-10 Eastern Time for everybody else, at least most of our fan base. All right. Nathan Valdi will go against uh, Luis Garcia. This is the dude with the weird windup. <laughs> the weird windup that I hate so much. All right. Evaldi is 4-3 and three with a 4.43 ERA. Last time he pitched was, I believe, on Wednesday against the Cleveland Guardians. In that game, he pitched six innings, uh, gave up nine hits, surrendered four runs, walked nobody, and struck out one, but got a no decision in that outing. 
All right, and then Luis Garcia, he is 8-6 with a 3.81 ERA. So not doing so hot a little bit. Like, at least he wasn't exactly doing as hot as he was last year. All right, but still pretty dominant. All right, last time he pitched was against the uh, Oakland A's on Tuesday. So that game he uh, went or pitched 5.2 innings, gave up four hits, surrendered four runs, walked four people, struck out seven, but got a loss in that outing. Yeah, he didn't do good against the Oakland Babars. <laughs> yeah. Then Tuesday, that game will be at 7-10. So basically by then, we probably would probably know what our team's going to look like if we made or if we have or have not made any trades. We'll see what the team's going to look like. All right, that game will be at 7-10 also, Central Time, 8-10 Eastern Time. TBD or basically TBD versus uh, Christian Javier. So you love him, you know him, he's TBD. So, yeah, so we don't know who the starter for the Red Sox is. But Christian Javier, he is a 6-6 six and six with a 3.26 ERA. Last time he pitched was. All right, so it was on Wednesday against the Oakland A's. Also, he pitched five innings, gave up five hits, surrendered three runs, walked a person, struck out six, and got the loss in that outing. And then Wednesday, that game will be 1 o'clock Central Time, 2 p.m. Central Time or Eastern Time for everybody else. So an afternoon getaway day game, so pretty good in Houston. TBD once again versus Jose Yoquiti. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even like this dude either. He's pretty good too. All right, so TBD, we don't know who the starter for that game will be. Um, that All right, so Yoquiti is 9-4 and four with a 3.86 ERA. Last time he pitched, come on, load. It was, I believe, Thursday. I could be wrong. Yes, it was Thursday against the Mariners. He pitched four or 6.2 innings, gave up four hits, surrendered two runs, walked two people, struck out three, but got a no decision in that outing. All right. All right. And that will be about it. And then we head to Kansas City. So down to Houston we go. All right. What's the weather going to look like in old Houston, Texas? Houston, Texas. Oh, my God. Never do that again. <laughs> Never, ever do that. Houston, or Houston. Yeah, here we are. Houston, teach. We told you not to do that again. <laughs> All right. Ooh, Monday. Oh, wait, it won't happen. All right. In the evening, it will be uh, 79 degrees, a few clouds, from time to time, um, 10 to mile, five, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds, a 7% chance of rain. But I heard that the Minute Maid Park is in a dome, so there is no really any worry to uh, uh, for Tuesday's game. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that might postpone. Maybe that might be a good thing. Maybe we won't play. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Tuesday night, mostly clear skies, 79 degree or 79 degrees. 10 of 20 per hour winds and a 7% chance of rain. And then Wednesday afternoon, that game will be 97 degrees, plentiful sunshine. <laughs> I love it how they say plentiful sunshine. Um, 10 to 20 per hour, 20 mile per hour winds and a 10% chance of rain. All right. That is your weather look ahead to the Houston series. Brought to, or basically uh, 
uh, courtesy of the Weather Channel.com. That's basically where we got our information from. Yeah. All right. So that's about it. All right. Final thoughts. Um, I did hear that uh, either tomorrow or um, or tomorrow or Tuesday will probably be the final day that all the draft picks or will be the deadline to get all the draft picks signed and stuff like that. So we might post something about that on either Insta or based on Instagram and Snap or on uh, the other social media sites and stuff like that of like the guys who got signed and stuff like that. So we'll do that. Um, final thoughts. So I did say we we're going to talk about this too. So earlier today, this is a non-Boston Red Sox, but more of a Boston sports-related thing, more Boston Celtics. Um, it was with heavy hearts that we that uh, the Celtics had to announce say, and the NBA had to announce say that the passing of the great the great and legendary eleven-time NBA champion Bill Russell passed away at the age of eighty-eight. Yeah, really sad, but we kind of saw that coming. I mean. I was kind of wondering how many years the, the guy had left, kind of deal. Knowing how old the dude was, I was wondering how old he – how many years he would have left. And today was the day, unfortunately, which is really sad because we really lost a legendary, really stand-up dude. Uh, basically, not only an NBA player, but a civil rights activist too and stuff like that. He basically went up for guys like Muhammad Ali and stuff like that. Like, he was one of the four players – that basically like basically uh basically went up for him as like he basically went up in protest like not joining uh, the army for Vietnam and stuff like that. Um, he also stood up for our civil rights activism in and around Boston and nationally too, and like he even faced some racism in Boston too with some of the Celtics fans too. Some of that. Not saying I'm just saying I'm bashing on Celtics. I'm a Celtics fan too. I'm just saying that yeah yeah he did kind of deal with some racism, especially from some of our fans too back in the day. So, and he became the first African-American coach to coach in the NBA and in any professional sports in, in North America. Yeah. So it was for, so hats off to him. Basically he won the medal of honor or medal of honor for, or medal, not medal of honor, medal of freedom award. Um, so he won that during the Barack Obama administration administration. They award him for that. And then he won the NBA lifetime achievement award. So that's pretty great suit. So that was really cool. Kind of see the life he had and stuff like that. Not only – so basically he wasn't just only a great basketball player. He was a great human being too. And we got to give hats and honors to that too. And the Red Sox today, they did honor him too. They talked about him on the Nesson broadcast. They uh, For the Red Sox game, they did like a 10-minute silence for – or not 10, 10 – two minutes – two minutes – not 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That been a long time. <laughs> Two minutes silence for uh yeah or like took a minute of silence to basically uh pay respect to uh, Bill Russell. Yeah, I was really shocked. Like I was like on I was like getting ready for the game. I was also looking at my watch too, my Apple Watch too, to kind of see how uh, Celtic FC was doing. Like the team in Glasgow, Scott and I like the ball too. Like that was their opening day. Kind of seeing how they were doing, and then it ringed, and then I looked and I saw. That Bill Russell had passed off. Oh no, no, we, that's just awful. But you're kind of expecting it too because he was getting to that age too. I mean, he was like 84 years old. He's around the same age as my grandparents. Yeah, 
And also going back to the civil rights thing too, like he was really instrumental with like guys like Dr. Martin Luther King and like he, Martin Luther King would seek out Bill Russell's advice and stuff like that. And basically ask like, there was a time, like I learned this on the mixtapes uh, podcast, which is basically was Cole and mix up podcast, which he did with the uh, Trey or uh, Trey Willers on a uh, Barstool sports. And it was kind of like an NBA kind of like basically just shoot the breeze kind of talk. Show just basically more sports, but more or more NBA, but a lot of it's sports too. But anyway, he was talking about like um the story about like Bill Russell and stuff like that, meeting him too, and like how he was instrumental in the civil rights movement. And as I said, he uh Dr. Martin Luther King would seek out his advice and stuff like too. And basically, uh stuff like uh so Martin Luther King said, Hey, what do you think we should do? Should we march and stuff like that? And Bill Russell told him, Hey. If you guys don't march, you would have lost, you would lose a whole ton of respect from me and stuff like that. And like they basically marched after that, yeah, to Selma and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty cool that he had like a really profound impact, not on the basketball court, but in uh, basically the basically civil rights activism too. Yeah, and like on the basketball court too, he was a stud, like 11 NBA championships. There was only two seasons. He did not win the NBA championship. And he won back-to-back college national championships, too. One season, he went undefeated with uh, San Francisco, like, and stuff like that. And, like, he was he won, also won a gold medal with the 1956 Olympic team for the USA, so pretty good accomplishment there and stuff like that. So, yeah, so there was only two seasons that he did not win the NBA championship. After that, it was just basically win, 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 and that sustainability just basically lasted for like 13 years, 11 championships in 13 years. That is something. And I put him up on the map or this is like my goats, my goats for Boston sports. Cause I'm basically everything Boston sports also like not just the Red Sox, but the Celtics in basketball, the Patriots in football, and then uh, the Bruins in hockey. So my four basically for the Red Sox, yes, David Ortiz for uh, the Bruins, Bobby Orr, for the Patriots, Tom Brady, and then for the Celtics, Bill Russell. Because, well, that too, and I also have a little bit of a tie with uh, Larry Bird because, but still, Bill Russell is up there too because he was a winner. He was a winner every year that he played. That He was the guy that like, hey, expect this guy to be in the NBA Finals or in the NBA Championship every year because of how much of a winner and how much of heart he had to basically win at that level. So, so, hats off to him. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. Yeah. All right. So, that's about it. I mean, so, not a lot else going on. I mean, we'll find out in the next two days whether this team is going to look different or this team is going to look the same. We'll find out in the next two days whether we'll say goodbye to someone like J.D. Martinez, someone like Christian Vasquez, Someone like um, Nathan Evaldi, guys who have helped us win a championship here in 2018 and brought so many memories and made so many, like, or made, like, one, or made us feel really, like, made 2018 basically one of the best years of our lives kind of deal by, like, their contributions and stuff like that. Like, J.D. Martinez basically picking up that offense and basically turning it around from basically an offense that was dead last in 2017 and stuff like that to basically a team that was basically one of the best offenses of the year. 
Christian Vasquez coming up with big moments, like walk-off moments, especially last year in the postseason in game three of the two or uh, game three of the ALDS against the Rays. How basically he became the first catcher since Carlton Fist to hit a walk-off over in the postseason. So yeah, so that was pretty cool. And Evaldi, especially in game three of the 2018 World Series, how basically he went out there and basically knowing that he was probably going to lose that game, but basically kept that team, kept his team in that game until they did lose in the 18th inning and stuff like that. But that was basically the only uh, batch ball that whole World Series after that championship after that. So, yeah. Hats off to Evaldi. And maybe Bobby Dahlbeck, we might not see him anymore. He might get traded too. Um, Bogarts, we did. We did hear that he's probably going to still stay now, maybe for two more months. They're probably not going to move him, so at least for that. But so, this might look like a different team once the next time we record. So I'm not sure. We'll just see. We'll just wait and watch. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. Then follow the show on TikTok at lowercase socks or lowercase socks Illinois. Then follow the show on Instagram at lowercase socks Illinois. Also, then like the show on Facebook, the red or Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. Then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, and Google. All right. With that being said, I believe that that will about do it. All right. See you guys uh, Wednesday. Banyana.